Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Bad Idea Podcast. Technically this should be like the first real episode but let's just say it's the second episode. Um, and I want to call this the a case for capitalism. And I hope as you're listening that I'm able to make a good case for capitalism, critique it well, call for its improvement where needed and just you know, t- uh, teach you things that you might not have known before. But first, I want to thank all the people who reached out to me, who replied to my stories on Instagram, who um, who just generally showed a lot of support and interest. I want to thank Oyin. Oyin sent me a an email, which was like the perfect answer to the question I asked in the last podcast. And I'll share why in a second. I want to thank Noella. She sent me a VN on um anchor i didn't know you could do that but i thought it was really cool and i want to thank david for supporting me and encouraging me um and i want to thank jojo for replying to one of the questions i asked um on my stories and he asked one of the questions that i'm going to answer in this podcast and i want to thank sekina a whole lot because she said something i think when i first out the episode she said oh she's looking forward to learning a lot and that was one of the things that i was really hoping that people would like really want to do is just learn but not learn in like the same boring way we've been learning for a long time and i'm just that was really encouraging thank you sakina and yeah so this episode took so long partly because i wasn't on top of it i'm not going to lie to you and then partly because i was attempting to find a guest, somebody to speak to about capitalism, somebody to answer the tough questions that are on the internet that people have and, you know, all those things. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a guest. So it's just going to be me talking about capitalism. I hope this is enjoyable. So, um... Yeah, but before I go into that, I want to talk about the question I asked at the end of my podcast, the first podcast episode, um, is life a gift or or a responsibility? And that is where Oyin's email comes in. She said it's both a gift and a responsibility, and I completely agree because um, there's so many things about life that make it a gift, right? You don't earn a lot of, a lot of the things that you enjoy about life. You know, lots of them are just given to you. I mean, I didn't earn the air I breathe or any of those things, but so that's what makes it a gift, but it's also a responsibility because it comes with a lot of like consequences, would I say? Yes. Yes. So there's consequences for your actions, all these things that if you don't do or you fail to do, there's like a serious, um, I want to say repercussion, but I'm not sure if that's the word. So yeah, I think life is both a gift or a responsibility. And before I forget, let me just ask the next question following up from that, because I don't want to forget. And also because I think it's another interesting question. Um, if life is a responsibility and a gift, who is a gift giver? Or why would it why would one give a gift like this? And if it's a responsibility, who am I accountable to, right? Am I is it am I accountable to my parents because it's a responsibility? 
am I accountable to um you know my like children but what if I don't have any children I'm just thinking so for responsibility like the basis of that is somebody to account to or is it just me am I account am I accountable to myself but what if what about when I'm gone what what does that what does my life now become if I'm not accountable to anybody I hope you understand my question um but let's get back to capitalism because <clears throat> I've realized something very interesting about capitalism and I really want you to just hear me out here okay so I realized that capitalism is about so what and the internet says what's it called what Google or let me say Wikipedia said talks about how capitalism is class rule based on private ownership of the means of livelihood. And I honestly think that is a rubbish definition of capitalism. And capitalism.org here says, capitalism is the social system based on individuals' rights. That is also really falling short of what it actually is. I think that, or what I have come to know is that capitalism its foundation it's about resources so resources that is things that people use to do things i don't know i feel like there's a better definition of resource but here we are so at the foundation of capitalism is all about resources right you use what you have to get what you need so you have something in your hands that can bring profit and act as provision for your needs so that is like the basis of capitalism, the basic survival 101. What I mean by resources is, um, I wanted to use trade by barter as like a really good example of like capitalism in its baby stages, but also a kind of a almost a, a quite a good and smart way of um, using capital, right? Because people say, oh, capitalism is about capital, capital is about money. That's not incorrect, but what about before there was no money? Right when we didn't have like paper money or coins, did people just not were they not capital capitalists in nature? And I think that they were, and I say this because of resources. So if we look at a system like traded by barter, right? A person may not have physical money, but they have um a cow. A cow that can give them milk, they can use to make cheese, they you know they, they can swap milk for things they need like grains. So maybe the farmer, the person who has a family on this side, goes to the, f- um, to the farmer opposite and trades um, milk for grains or trades um, material or whatever for something else. So what I mean by, so where resources comes in is the resource of the farmer is his milk. And the resource of the person living next door with the family may be his grains or his um, ability to sow for and f- to swap for something else. So what I mean is that this farmer, this person living next door may not have a cow for milk or whatever, but they have something in their hands, which is, in this case, if the person is maybe a tailor, that is actually their hands, that is their resource and Maybe over time, he the guy has needles at first, right? And over time, um, he, if he's just like sewing things for the farmer and the farmer keeps trading with milk and he 
and has enough to trade with somebody else for more needles or um, material, then his resources grow and he's able more and more to just make profit, um, sorry, not make profit, to provide for his needs and needs of his family. So that is why I say resources. That That is quite capitalist in nature because you need something to get something right. You Nothing comes from nothing. <laughs> so... When, we, when I talk about resources, I mean just using what you have to get what you need, right? So we say capitalism starts with capital or a resource. And it's, um, it's when a resource is used to make a living or run a business with the goal of making profit or adding value. So you see, um, it can be one or the other. It doesn't have to just profit. That's another thing about capitalism that people are like, oh, like... One of the complaints that I saw, which is kind of going ahead of myself, but hold on. One of the complaints I saw was that big companies are so obsessed with making capital. They they uh, forget the common man and they're greedy and all these things. And that may be true. I agree with that to an extent. But I don't think that it's capitalism that makes them greedy. No, it's not just because it's a capitalist system that is... It's just because they've laid their emphasis on um, profit that they're losing out or that we are losing out or that people are losing out, people who work for them, even company themselves, even if we don't believe that. It's true. So, yeah. So, uh, capitalism. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I got a bit distracted. I was thinking about big companies. <laughs> so, yeah. It's one of the resources... A resource used to make a living or make profit or add value. And we see that that's like, okay, that's three things I've highlighted. Making a living, making profit, and adding value. You see that the pride of a person who is in a trade is usually not how much profit he makes, but how good he is at his trade. I think that that's actually quite important. So, um, so yeah, let's, now let's look into money. So, money is one of the less lucrative ways to get the resource... Wait, what am I saying? Excuse me, I was trying to read something. So, money is another way, is another form of a resource, right? And this is where the trade by barter system kind of gets toppled over because we are... Excuse me. Because we are kind of... The issue with trade by barter is you need to know somebody who needs what you have so if the farmer no longer needs clothes the tailor next door is not going to really you know be able to continue to make a living from the farmer or trade with the farmer because he no longer has what the farmer needs but with money we have a a, a value uh an element let me just say or a resource that's a better word that everybody needs so it's important to understand that money, that's why money is so convenient because everybody needs it. It has value. And if you know anything about how money came to be, it was um, notes, first of all, like uh, evidence of value inside the bank. So a person who had like five gold bars inside the bank would get a piece of paper and it would be written, oh, this person has five gold bars. You can take this to the bank and then they'll give you something. I think 
that's I think you can take this to the back. I'm not sure about the last part of that statement, but basically over time banks just started printing more and more notes and there was not as much value to back up the notes, but they would still do it because and that's how money became or this is a very rough sketch out, but it's basic it's so basically money is value, but money is a, a, the sort of value that doesn't have as much value to back it up. So yeah. Money is a resource that we all need, and that is why it's so, you know, that is why it's, like, become what people think about when they think about capitalism. I remember seeing a tweet saying, um, oh, when there was a whole GameStop, I don't know if any of you guys know about this, it was one of the more hilarious things at the beginning of the year, when um, a Reddit user noticed that people were shorting stock let me put that in quotes so shorting stock is apparently see i'm not a trader so you know if any of you know anything about this please email me so apparently a company was shorting stock that is when they buy lots of stock at low value so that they can sell it when it gets to a higher value and a reddit user found this out and asked reddit people on reddit to see reddit is the ghetto I asked people on Reddit to buy the stock so that like um they won't be able to make as much profit and this apparently toppled over all these hedge funds and all these things and like it was a big deal and one person tweeted oh the funniest thing about this is people finding out that um capitalism is actually means the people who have capital which is money because the hedge fund People started doing all sorts of things to stop people from buying the stock. Like, um, they were making it difficult for Americans to buy the stock. I think something about the dollar. I don't know. See, this is where my knowledge about this thing becomes a bit fuzzy. But it was a very funny thing to see how, like, people were kind of reacting to and blaming capitalism for this shortcoming. When at the end of the day, it's... More has more to do with greed, <laughs> and I remember I saw on Instagram a person said, "Oh, that oh you guys are just finding out that hedge funds are corrupt. What wait until you find out uh, who sorted stocks at before nine eleven or something like that." Anyway, that's some other things. But what I wanted to say is, um, people realizing that. Capitalism was more about money than anything else. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast episode. So, back to capitalism. So, I think also one thing about capitalism that's hardly mentioned is it's a f- way of voting with your money. So, what I mean by that is it's actually very democratic in nature. So, one of the things about capitalism is that it gives you options because nobody's limited from offering the value that they have. So even though the tailor might have a farmer next door, there there might be a farmer a bit further down that has more options for him, that is more creative with his food options, that also needs a tailor. I mean, that's in a trade by bar system, but let's put money in the system now. So this tailor might prefer something from the farmer further away and he's willing to go because one of the things about like I'm like we can go into capitalism versus socialism later but I don't think there's I maybe okay let's see. But one of the things about socialism is that there's a lack of options because um the means of 
control is based on is is put in the hands of the government or whatever ruling authority they have and you have to get a bunch of approvals and all these things before you even offer the value that you have but in capitalism there's freedom to offer the value that you have there will only be checks and balances like maybe in nigeria we have nafta checking food and drugs right and you have to check with them before you sell anything even though people still sell things without checking with nafta which is one of the shortcomings of capitalism but we'll get into that so i was talking about voting with your money and so yeah it's democratic because you can basically choose where you get what you get from and choose what the kind of value you put you know in your house or in your body um even today i mean look around like there's so many companies who sell i don't know tissue right and you can buy the tissue you like you can buy the tissue you can afford and this is one of the things about capitalism that is kind of ignored so voting with your money is one of the great aspects of capitalism you make the choice you have an abundance of options available to you and any of the things that this choice will cost you you're willing to take because it's up to you right nobody's forcing you to um make the choice now i want to go to or make one choice that's what i mean i want to go to the um regular definition of capitalism and just kind of explain it because i think the way we describe it is just so horrible so it says minority privilege and class rule based on private ownership of the means of livelihood and now what i mean by that is okay so minority privilege and class that they're trying to talk about rights and class rule is basically about the how okay is it the middle class i don't let me not get into that anyway private ownership of means of livelihood so another thing besides voting with your money that's important that we know about capitalism is um or this is related to voting with your money is that you participate in a capitalist economy by putting your money where your mouth is so you get to choose and decide what you want what is best for you right based on knowledge that you have and the value that you want and that's important because we need to be able to have options that's how we are in that's how we are as human beings so i remember when i was watching or reading something i'm not sure which is which like what I, whether i was watching or reading this it was talking about how um uh the fall of the wall of berlin when people finally left and reunited with their families and they went to shops that they were so surprised by the amount of options that they had and like some of them were even moved to tears i'm sure because you know um the thing about authoritative or very very restrictive governments is that they they'll give you like the one option and if you don't like it that's too bad and they will cut away a lot of the things that they feel are excessive for the masses but not for themselves which is really ridiculous anyway so there was like coffee and honey and all these things and there were so many options and these people were moved to tears because they didn't have these options before they couldn't participate in their economy all they could do was give their money for whatever you know the government was ready ready and willing to give them
Um, and I just want to put that out there that capitalism is not completely bad, right? You get to participate in your economy. There's choices. And I know people are already, like, you might be thinking of, like, what's the word? Um, opposing arguments for this, but let, I'll get into that. So one of the things about the main, um, the most popular definition I saw on the internet of capitalism is private ownership of the means of livelihood. And I think that is the most important thing. I think that is the most important thing about capitalism. There is private ownership of the means of livelihood. But the issue with that is that the means of livelihood can be gathered into the hands of many of few private owners because of an accumulation of wealth but let's not get into that let me just talk about private ownership so it's basically about how the government cannot hold all the means of livelihood so um let's think uh so let me use nigeria as an example obviously we have nnpc we have shell we have chevron I think there's Ajib, but that one is in Port Harcourt, I think. So these are four major um, petroleum um, companies in Nigeria. And only NAFDAQ is government-owned. But Shell, Chevron, okay, Mobile. Yes, Mobile. Ajib is like probably like, by the way. Anyway, Mobile, that's the fourth one of like the giants of oil in this country at the moment so all of these are companies right only one of them is a government company and the rest are um privately owned right to an extent anyway because i mean if you go on the market anyway that's because of so you have these companies that are um that are private companies and they are able to participate in um the oil you know the oil markets right they're parts of the oil market and only nafdaq is a government one i've said this already but the point i'm trying to make is that that is an example of both private and uh, and the uh, government ownership of, of means of livelihood so you have the government being able to participate in um buying and selling of oil of crude oil and you have private companies being able to participate too and one of the things about government is that they're not very competitive because they know they'll always be there but private companies they have more to lose so they're more competitive and and when i first read this definition maybe when i was in prime when i was in high school I always thought of, okay, the fact that maybe my mom or my dad are able to buy land if they want to, right? And that makes sense. Like, I mean, that's one of the things that I believe that you can only do that. You can only buy land in a in a socialist economy from, excuse me, after major approvals from governments and applying for all these other things without actually being having a guarantee but with a capitalist economy as long as you have the money you're going to be able to buy land right and i just wanted to emphasize that, that people talk about not liking capitalism but every single person on the planet benefits from it in one way or another 
especially if you know someone in your family has a business um and yes another thing that i said at the beginning of the podcast about how capitalism talks about um the rights of the individual capitalism is a social system based on individuals rights and i think an individual's rights are important to capitalism but they are not the basis of capitalism um Capitalism does really respect human rights a lot, a lot more than, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot more than any other system, any other economic system. And would I say, is it like okay to say, oh, I respect capitalism for that? I'm not sure. <laughs> but yes, so it respects an individual's rights quite a lot. And I think that that's important, that's an important aspect, but you can't say that's what it's based on. So Capitalism respects an individual's rights by the right just being democratic in nature by letting them be able to, you know, vote with their money and to make choices and to um, express, you know, whatever value they think that they can bring to the table with, you know, what they have. And I think that is quite like, I mean, I can think about the human rights of freedom of choice. I can think about human rights of, um, this is more of a socioeconomic right, like um, a means of livelihood that is above or at the basic standard. It was something like that. I can't remember at the moment. <laughs> but I just want to say that, yes, capitalism respects an individual's rights a lot more than other systems, but it respects more of the liberal, more of the... Um, more of the socio-economic rights than like maybe the fundamental human rights but we can get into that in critiques um i think i I have one last thing to say about capitalism um yes so what i wanted to say i wanted to talk about um money and i wanted to talk about banks specifically now one of the things, one of the fault, the not so great things about having money as the main resource on this planet at the moment is that when you when you need more of it, what you have to do is you have to borrow it. You have to get it from a bank. And that's basically where we're at today, where people basically borrow money from banks or any of those like money lending systems or anything like that in order to be able to um make money and that's one of the things about capitalism that's kind of in the gutters really the having to borrow from a bank at a high interest rate so banks interest um all these things are um part of like a capitalist system that almost looks non-capitalist because when you need money, let's say the tailor now needs money and he can't trade by barter anymore because now money is being put into the mix and he wants to expand his business. So he borrows, goes and borrows money from a bank. He basically will now owe the bank money plus interest on the money he's borrowed and he may not be able to catch up on that loan and he used something as... The word is collateral. Yes. He used something as collateral at the bank in order to promise them that he'll be able to make the money 
back and that is another interesting thing so this is an the the use of collateral when um taking a bank loan is one of the it's kind of evidence would i say for why um why value is the basis of capitalism because you don't give the bank money to guarantee them that you're going to pay them money you give the bank something else so usually people drop like um deeds to a house like the um land um what's it called land papers like evidence that you own land or i think some people drop like other valuable items but they don't really do that anymore today it's really just land at least in nigeria it is i'm sure long ago you could drop like your valuable jewelry your family heirlooms you could probably drop you know valuable things you have or maybe even just maybe like gold or something i don't know but shasha that's back to the example of borrowing money from a bank yes now he owes interest on this loan and it's just it's about fair to get a little extra when somebody's borrowing money but the thing is that people get trapped in those bank loans and you know maybe at first you did not borrow money that you couldn't pay back but on interest and i think the student loan debt is in america is a perfect example of this maybe at first the students are there's a guarantee that they're likely going to be able to pay this amount back but because of the ridiculous rate of interest and how vulnerable these children are like these people who are taking in like entering university for the first time can't really afford it and getting a loan are there they agree to terms and conditions that are basically unfair and almost violations of human rights but like i said there's social economic rights so it's not that not that grave but it's still there you know and so um i think that banks and money you can't get rid of them but i think that i would i would personally prefer if we went back to adding other means of value would probably help our economy a lot i mean it's not well thought out so those of you who have objections just email me if you really think that adding other resources to value in terms of like okay something other than money right um what do you think about that so yeah something other than money that's used to um add value or make profit or make a living or run a business so yeah what do you think about that but basically i want to critique capitalism for second i want to especially drag this individual based based on an individual's rights this definition the thing is that there's a um a website that's right in front of me it's called capitalism.org and it talks about how capitalism is um capitalist is a person who will always advocate for let's cease fire capitalism regardless of how economically rich or poor they are that's in codes and i think that's not exactly true but and then okay and then there's something else here before i really critique it. it says when i say capitalism i mean a full pure uncontrolled unregulated lessee's fire capitalism with a separation of states and economics in the same way and for the same reasons as the separation of states and church. 
and that is a quote by Ayn Rand. A-Y-N. Ayn Rand. Anyway. So, I don't think he's completely wrong, but I think that these people are advocating for a system that's already in place that does not do the things that it promises it does. So, remember in the first episode, I was saying we look at the promises of each economic system, right? And Or each idea. And I think the promise of capitalism is very... It's, it's like they're dragging their feet towards that promise. And the first one is like that I'm talking about now is respect for human rights. And I think that capitalists like to talk about respect for human rights when it comes to maybe the smaller, less intimidating companies and all these things. But when it comes to the people who participate in the capitalist system the most and are making the most profit from it, which is these big, huge companies, there is a lot of violation of human rights. I mean, a lot. I can think of just food or i don't want to get into a whole mess about pharmaceutical companies but they are also on that table as well and you can throw in um industries that produce things in mass like i don't know plastic and all these things that they okay let me use an example now then when i was watching something or reading something i'm not sure which is which now okay i was actually watching this um i was watching one of the episodes of the Candace Owens show and um, she was speaking to a lady who was doing research on um, testosterone and something like that. I don't want to get into that episode because that will fly me off. Anyway, on hormones basically. She was talking about hormones and she said that, okay, that at the beginning of when these major industries were approved by um, the FDA for the ingredients in their sub in their products right they those ingredients those harmful ingredients weren't in such large quantities or they weren't concentrated but over time because of just desire to make more profit more the harmful substances became more concentrated and fda will kind of drag its feet to um to like um re-examine these products so a product that was approved 20 years ago is a lot safer than the, the that same product today because the companies have you know taken advantage of like the slowness of government and basically used that to um to exploit their their desire for capital for profit not capital excuse me so that's a major issue that is a violation of rights at the end of the day it's a violation of not only rights but of trust too and because government will not be on top of things right we can say that capitalism just kind of because it's like this whole like nobody's stopping everybody's always moving like they'll they'll take advantage of that and they'll use it to their own benefits like there's a all i'm sure that every person who in america who has died of cancer or has been diagnosed with cancer has been exposed to these harmful chemicals even if it's in small small substances over time and you know you can't really lay as much of a claim to that and you can't go around suing the companies because the causation might not be there but they're still a part and responsible for this violation of your trust and of your rights to overall health and i think that that's just one of the small ways where capitalism kind of lets people and you know um 
violate rights but we can say that oh it's because of the slowness of government but is it really is it not just really capitalist greed because that desire to make profit no matter what is just it's just become such a like a pain and um i also want another thing i really don't like about capitalism it talks so much about private means of ownership but the thing is because there may be okay everybody knows about like all these industry giants right like i mean big tech is a perfect example let me just use them because everybody knows them right we have like the bill gates um what's his name again the facebook guy zuckerberg and um the google people i don't know their names so we have them and they're like the major tech guys right and they to a large extent have control of the tech space right they could do something that would swerve tech space all the way to the left and that's another interesting thing that although um other smaller tech people are definitely free to enter into the tech world and make money there these industry giants can gather together and decide that they want to influence the government and even influence the that part of the economy itself and make it more difficult for smaller players to come in and if you really look at it there is private private um sorry is there is private ownership of these means like these are all private individuals you know none of them is like a public official or anything like that but they they are still you know being what's the word like overlords of this space when it's supposed to be a quote unquote free market that's another thing that i think i'm very sick and tired of hearing about capitalism free market free market free market but the market is not free <laughs> the market is not free and i think that 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 word free market has deceived a lot of people into thinking that they're they have the same they they, they play at the same level as the bigger people and they don't and they can't so and whenever big giants like that come together it makes it more difficult than it already is for smaller players to step in and yeah so that's another thing that i just think about capitalism that is just you know ridiculous and the last thing that i'm going to mention if you have any more things that you wish i mentioned please let me know is um what the last thing i wanted to mention Oh yes, so the last thing I wanted to mention is the place of government in all of this, right? The capitalist system doesn't seek to completely overthrow government, but government can be so slow and so comfortable that for a capitalist, it can be like, okay, I, I want to move, I want to make profit, I want to make a living, and you're dragging your feet with approvals and all these things. And I think that government is always and forever going to be slower than you know than the than the market than the market space that they create and i think that it's one of those bittersweet things like we need government to step up in their in their um what's the word we need government to step up with the things that they say they're going to do right with the approvals with the um research with all these things 
but we also need them not to interfere and become the overlords that we're trying to avoid with our in capitalism right so it's kind of like a weird place between okay government do your job but like don't overdo your job but i don't trust you not to overdo your job so you know and then there's always going to be where the with the gap that the government leaves there's always going to be somebody else that steps into it and um kind of exploits it too or could exploit it you don't really know and one of the things is you're supposed to have the trust of government that's really the difference between government and maybe tech overlords stepping in right it's supposed to be we're supposed to have the trust of governments but we we do we trust them well nigeria we don't often don't trust our government and i think we should but it's easier said than done right so that is just the like the last critique i have i mean i have a whole list of things that i saw an article on some random website i can't remember the website on um what's it called on things that they were like oh why capitalism is bad i think they mentioned like 10 reasons and i mean they're good reasons but they're not all true and i think that it's only if you're looking at capitalism from the standpoint of socialism is good i mean you'd agree with all these things that he said um i think i'll put the link to the 10 reasons in the show notes but i just want to say that capitalism shouldn't be completely thrown out the window but it shouldn't also be you know <laughs> we shouldn't keep going the way we are because it's looking like all this debt is just accumulating for who to pay it like most people can't so yeah so i want to talk about a question that jojo asked me he asked okay why does capitalism often lead to greed and he gave examples of like exploitation and all these things and i think that capitalism leads to greed because number one humans are greedy <laughs> and we can be greedy in the sense that we want to make profit no matter what all these things that is the goal and that is the aim and that has led us to where we are now where we can see so much evidence of capitalist greed but we can think of it like oh you can you can point to the tech overlord and say oh you guys are so greedy right but we let them be that greedy because we're greedy too and we want convenience so much right and that's one of the things that the tech people especially have over the world or over the people that um take their services is that we can we want comfort we want convenience and that is something that they're willing to offer and you know it's like okay so in exchange for convenience we're exchanging you know other people are violating other people's rights but we don't just because we don't see these people then we think oh you know it's all fine but is it really i remember reading an article i think see i'm not sure if i read things or watch things there's so much in my head but it was talking about how amazon desires to put cameras inside the buses inside their little like trucks for so that they can um uh spy on their delivery not spy on because they're, they're going to know the cameras are there so so that they can watch what their delivery men are doing and make sure they're working all their hours and all these things and i was just thinking these are human beings like 
I know that Amazon does like same day delivery and all these things, but is it has it gone to a point where we're going to put cameras in their buses and maybe find cut their pay or something if they don't, you know, if they don't do a same day delivery or if they don't all these things not not don't do a same day delivery, but if they do something that the company may think of oh like. Uh, let, me, let me just use an example because I don't think I'm explaining this well. If, a, for example, a bus driver maybe um, stops somewhere to use a toilet or something, when outside of the time that is given to him for a break or whatever, he could be fined if there's a camera in his um, room, if there's a camera in his bus, but then the bus driver is only human, right? And just because of the convenience that Amazon is providing and the greed of the people, he could lose a good amount of his pay for something that is only human to do. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Sha, sha, sha. I think that capitalism leads to greed because we want greed and we want convenience. And the companies, they want profit and they want they want more value. Excuse me. They want more value accumulated to them. And... That is really just, that's what I think. Anyway, if you disagree, you can email me. You can send me a message on Instagram, on the podcast Instagram. And um, yeah, so I think I've mentioned everything. Oh, one more thing. One more very important thing. So while I was researching on capitalism, if you are like me and have hope for this system, you would want to find somebody somewhere that, it actually wants to do this right. And I think I found um, conscious capitalism. So that is conscious capitalism. They talk about, um, they talk about really being capitalist, but also being human and being considerate. So with the leader, I was listening to one of his interviews or one of the podcast episodes with one of the conscious capitalism podcasts and he talked about how they're not trying to sacrifice profit because we know profit is important for companies companies need to make profit but they're also not going to um sacrifice um the what's the word let me check yes so they're not going to sacrifice the purpose either so they want to add value as well as make profit so they work with a lot of companies who have and these are mostly smaller companies these aren't the big giants right and they who have dedicated their time and their money to not just making um not just making profit but also adding value and doing that in a way that does not exploit people and does not forget that they need to be provided for and i think conscious capitalism is quite um it's quite important and let me just read out a quote that they have here it um he says that purpose does not need to be social good um consciousness in capitalism is about awareness and empathy not just right and wrong we think of others more without thinking less of ourselves and so i wish i got his name oh gosh I, sh- I will add his name in the show notes so yeah they think about others more without thinking less of themselves and I think that's quite important because if we think about once again I'm going to use the example of tech giants right they may not think about others more 
unless they're thinking more about the profit that they can gain from others. But that's one thing I respect about conscious capitalism. They, they don't just talk about, but they actually do think about others more. They do consider more the, the, the value that they can add without forgetting the, the, the things they need, like profit. You need profit to run a company. And he gave an example of this. This is his example. And he gave um, proof to back this up. He talked about how he's in tech, funny enough, and how... Um, Okay, sorry, he's in tech and one of their major customers was taking a major hit during the pandemic, which is, I think was an airplane company. And so they offered as a company to reduce their rates. And that was like, that's just one of their customers. And they, it's not like they didn't do, they didn't consider each of their customers what they needed. So they were still adding value to the, the airplane company that they're working for, but they're not completely foregoing any um foreseeable profit right they're still going to pay they're just going to pay less for now so i think that 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 even that little step might be you know might mean a lot for not only the company but for their other customers with other steps that they took and um i'm just looking at the time like i've been talking for 31 minutes about capitalism or at least Capitalism from a point of view, I don't think many people see or consider. And yeah, I'm going to stop here. If you would like to talk more about capitalism, you can email me. I don't mind, you know. Um, but I want to say, <laughs> I wrote something here and now I think it's quite funny. I said, in many ways, capitalism, modern capitalism looks like socialism with a, sprinkly, with a sprinkle of respect of human rights. This is because of the creation of a middle class who work for wages and the capital class and the capitalist class who own the means of production. And this is one thing that I do not like about capitalism. That it makes a space for the overlords, right? But <laughs> so does socialism. <laughs> so yeah, just think about that quote. If you have anything that you feel like, okay, Maybe we could do a second episode, but capitalism is in my head so much. I'm tired, but definitely I'd still like to talk about this. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening for this long. Congratulations if you got this far. <laughs> and I will see you in the next episode.